0: the views thoughts and opinions expressed during this or any broadcasts belong solely to our guests or our hosts these broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers sponsors or affiliated organizations
1: welcome to the flipboard edu podcast with your host william jeffrey where we collaborate communicate and educate with the greatest educators in the world on flipboard let's start the show
0: Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and we're here to continue the conversation on 21st century teaching skills. We're going to jump back into the conversation where we had the Hall of Famer, Dr. Michael Milstead and the incomparable Stacy Boudry talk to us about the 21st century skills for teaching. That's creativity, communication, critical thinking, and collaboration. Also in this episode, we have flip tips by my homegirl, Terry Porter, and we have some more information given to us by... Dan inspire on her new YouTube channel that's flipped into our podcast EDU Flipboard magazine. Join us on our fantastic voyage as we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world on Flipboard EDU Podcasts. We talked about criticism, we talked about compassion, we talked about composure, we talked about citizenship. And so now we're going to speak about the four C's that are really intrinsic to instruction and building leadership capacity in students. Who wants to ask my first question?
2: Share with us with creativity in the four C's.
0: We're talking about teaching online. We're talking about blended learning. What's super duper important is for teachers and students to be creative. Not only do teachers need to be creative in the form of the way to deliver instruction, but they also need to be creative in how they ask students to master content and to get the most bang for your buck to ensure the students are learning. You need to ask students to create things for you. So specifically, you want to be able to ask students to generate new ideas and then see them in practice, especially COVID-19 is a really large teaching opportunity. I feel that creativity from the way you deliver instruction to how you ask for mastery from the students is a key component, getting students to participate online.
2: Yes, I I agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I I agree with that. I think it is important. Uh, It's hard though, you know, that's that's a big concern that I have right now is not overwhelming teachers with the creativity end of it and trying to keep it simple, but still keeping the kids engaged. It's been fun though, seeing the teachers go above and beyond and just do. So many different things that i never thought they would get out there and do online and trying to interact with their students all the way down to the the pre-K level. They're creating videos just so their kids can see them and and teaching them lessons. So that's very, very true.
0: So now I have the ball. I'm going to dribble down the court. I see Milstead. I'm about to throw him an alley hoop. Okay, Milstead, you up in the air right now. I'm going to throw you the communication.
1: And I missed the dunk. So always,
0: uh...
2: I was thinking, oh no, basketball analogies. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was good though.
1: Well, I just, just got to piggyback on what you talked about when you uh, about delivering the instruction on creativity. If you're going to deliver instruction now as a, a teacher in this new era of COVID, then you're going to have to communicate, 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 yes. and that's going to have to be in various forms. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Online um, instruction is vitally important. So you have a lot of kids that are very comfortable with going online and working, mm-hmm. doing academic work, and you have some that are not. So you're going to, a, a teacher, administrator, and a, a teacher and administrator. You're going to have to communicate to your students and kind of walk them through this, not only your kids, but your parents too. And that's my second point, parent coaching is going to be huge. How you communicate to your parents is going to be a big part of this new era of COVID-19 online digital learning. And I think a third point to that would be academic resources, being able to communicate, uh, retrieve those academic resources from different locations and uh, and have the ability. To communicate to your teacher, to your students, and your parents exactly how to go and access those resources. So it's going to be it's it you know, and I, and I think we're seeing a lot of that now. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, during COVID nineteen, and to be honest with you, I'm very proud of the way that of that we in the education community community that is is communicating just in a, just in a short period of time, man. I yeah. mean, this thing just happened overnight for us, yeah. and some of us are have have is run or. or, or running this online thing like we've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. is because it's been effective communications coming from the top, from the commissioner of education, from mm-hmm. the superintendents, to the, uh, to the principals, to building principals, to the teachers, teachers to students and teachers to parents. I think the communication process is good now, mm-hmm. but if we're going to continue this thing and look like we will, may have to continue it up until the fall, maybe up until Christmas, and we're going to have to enhance those communication skills, both both written and verbally. And I and I think that uh, that, that teachers show, certainly have the skill, and they have the the wherewithal to do that.
0: Gotcha. So now, Stacy, we running down the court. Millstead, you missed the dunk. Then we came back on defense. Now we got oh. it back. <laughs> uh, so we coming down the court. We pass the ball to Stacy.
2: Um, good, because I I am not making that hoop at five four. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Um, I love collaboration, and it scares so many so many teachers when I work with them in the classroom, but the students really enjoy it. and But it's important, I think Milsa was talking about the communication and that we have to make sure that we're giving clear communication. And I think you have to clearly identify what, what collaboration looks like. What are your expectations in the classroom? What are your expectations when the students are online? And then then move into it a little bit slowly of having them do projects together, maybe two kids together, create a, a presentation online, that kind of thing. But students really need opportunities to collaborate and learn how to get along. Um, I think kids struggle with the, the getting along and working as a team. And just because you don't like that person doesn't mean you don't have to work with them. And so I've always enjoyed doing the collaboration piece with the kids and tell them, you know, there's people I work with. I don't like, but you know what? You would never know it because it's important that we find a, com- a way to communicate with each other and get along and complete projects because that's what the real world is—is is working with others and completing projects, kind of like what we have going on here.
1: Yes, exactly. Stacey, so, so I think also. I know we talked a little earlier. Teacher collaboration is huge, also. Yes, because in this age, you got a lot of you got some teachers, new teachers that that are very skilled in online learning, and then you have teachers that have been around a while that mm-hmm. are pretty much. Different natives to that type of stuff. So being able to collaborate with colleagues is very important too.
2: Yes, and not assuming because someone's been here for 15 years that they have this strong skill of classroom management or you know whatever it might be, or because they're new that they're good with the technology. None of that's true. My experience has been all over the board and you need to find the individual's strengths and then allow them to be leaders in another situation. So if my strength is teaching ELA in a specific teak. Then I would have someone come in my room and observe, and vice versa. I would like to see more of that in the classrooms. Instead of observations, I'd like to see more of a one teacher getting to observe another teacher's strength and learning how to hone in on that. When I was beginning as a digital learning specialist, go into the classrooms and support the teachers, and I would just be fascinated by some teachers and how they handled and how their classroom was managed. And they really taught me a lot about classroom management and what it looks like and what it, you know, what's good and what's bad. And I'd like to see more of that.
0: Yeah, that team teaching is a huge mm-hmm. thing. There are several books that have been written on that. There's just so many studies that are done by John Hattie for the teacher clarity, teacher effectiveness. Um, those those uh, things are super duper effective. The last one is critical thinking. I'm going to just just walk into this one. I want to give Stacy a chance to give me a rodeo analogy. Give me a rodeo analogy so that I can receive this critical thinking
2: point. Oh goodness, that's not fair. You probably thought about your basketball thing all day long.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <did>. I <laughs> but did. you do I have to have
2: you know. <laughs> Okay, but you know, barrel racing, everybody thinks you just got the crazy horse that runs fast and that's so far from the yes. truth. You know, 90% of our work is slow work because we're teaching that horse what their body should be doing each step of the way, and it seems to me that that would align with the critical thinking is that we need to Make sure we're doing that slow work and giving our kids those uh, those thinking skills that go along with problem solving, but also seem to be disappearing a little bit in education. And I hope it comes back.
0: Thank you for not giving me a uh, rodeo analogy because I wouldn't know what to do. Right? <laughs> I, yeah, I, you did that on purpose. Uh, I
2: didn't get to think about it ahead of time. I'm, I'm going to plan better next time. I'm going to get you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, If I had to be in a rodeo, I'd be a clown. That's really, <laughs> that's really what I do. I'd be the dude trying not to get hit. Yeah, you I'm would. on the bull.
1: <laughs> I just think also that, you know, critical thinking is a huge part of a child's learning, and teachers should not take that for granted. Whenever you, yes. you're asking a kid, to, yeah, and I think whenever you're asking a student to think critically, you have to plan for how you're going to present. We're talking about communication. You're going to have to plan how you present those type of critical thinking questions to a student. Rarely do, I mean, even some of the best teachers have a very difficult time just shooting from the hip when it comes yep. to. You know, to having students that uh, requiring students to think critically. So that's a big part of your planning and uh, making sure that you prepare to to ask the type of questions that may have a, a students synthesize or evaluate and those types.
0: I want to just close this off as we look at Flipboard, and um, we talked about a lot of different things here. We talked about we talked about creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking within Flipboard. Where can we find those? Uh, nuggets that we can share amongst all teachers? I have the answer. It is in our Flipboard magazine. <laughs> and our Flipboard That's magazine right. is called Flipboard EDU Podcast. And what you'll find is there will be articles in there, this next thing, that will have those eight C's. So specifically, if you're looking for professional development of any kind, if you want to have conversations amongst your colleagues about the things that teachers and administrators should be having while we're talking about online instruction, then we're going to ask you to go to our magazine that you can follow our magazine.
1: What's the name of that magazine again?
0: It is the Flipboard EDU Podcast <laughs> <laughs> magazine. I would <laughs> like to thank Dr. Matthew Milstead and the incomparable Stacey Bougie for their time. Hey, you guys want to come back on my show?
1: Certainly. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yes, yes. We uh oh, we're a
1: lot on. of fun, Will. Thank you. You did a great job hosting. Yes,
0: yes thank you so yeah. much. And I also want to give a shout out all of our listeners. We will be shouting out magazines on the episode. So I want to just encourage you guys to flip and your Flipboard magazines and just, you know, tweet it out to us, share us with us. You can find us on Twitter and go ahead. When you tweet your magazine, go ahead and add us so that we can like it and share it amongst the community. All right, Flipboard fam. Thank you for your time. You have a great day. Y'all be safe.
2: Thanks, guys. All, all right. See you next
0: welcome to flip Tip. flip tips is brought to you by terry porter today's tip tell a story with your flipboard magazine title terry has published the following article on medium.com why a generic magazine title is not the best idea so here's the question what do you want your readers to get from your flipboard magazine you are collecting and curating items from a unique passion perspective you have a story to tell your flipboard magazine title should reflect that You can find this article and many others flipped in our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. Thank you, Terry, for that flip tip. It is now time for magazine shout outs. We want to send a shout out to these Flipboard EDU magazine curators. First, we would like to honor Morgan Werner. Her magazine is called Teach Yourself. Next, we have Learned by Seeing and sin is spelled C-Y-N-N. Last but not least, we have Teaching Matters, according to a Toronto teacher by Canuck. Follow these magazines because they are chucked with great content. Curators, keep up the great work.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Flipboard fam, have you seen Janice Spire's YouTube channel called Learning Flipboard for your business or school? Janice's videos are short and quick to the point. You can find them flipped into our podcast, EDU Magazine, and we suggest you check them out. It's a great resource for teaching people how to curate and use Flipboard. Also, our good friend Carl Hooker will be the next guest on episode three, where we will talk about hashtag Flipboard Fridays. Speaking of Carl, he will be hosting an amazing virtual trivia night on Cinco de Mayo, sponsored by IDEA and TRA. They are excited to bring a special opportunity to celebrate Teacher Appreciation Week. Let's support the good buddy Carl Hooker. Virtuals Trivia Night presented by IDEA and TRA. You can find a link for that event in our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. So let's sign up and have some fun. Think they can have up to a thousand participants? So claim your spot. I want to thank you all for your precious time. And as my good friend, Hall of Fame coach Ronnie Courtney always said, together we can.
1: Flipboard EDU podcast is a great resource for teachers, students, and administrators.